Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It is Saturday, November 19th. I'm your host, Eric Steven. A rare Saturday edition of Leading Off. Um, uh, the reason was because the uh, non-tender deadline in Major League Baseball was on Friday night. Um, so had to sort of wait until that news came in because uh, there was there was a big name involved. And uh, so three years and four days after winning the National League MVP award, uh, Cody Bellinger was non-tendered by the Dodgers, and he's now a free agent. Um, now, I lost count of how many times I've written about this and or mentioned it on the podcast, but we've talked about this move as being um, expected, at least in some capacity, for some time. Um, but it's still, it's a huge bummer, I mean, just generally, because, I mean, they're... they're uh, getting rid of a guy now he could still return we'll get into that in a second but uh he had just two bad years in a row uh over the last two years bellinger hit 193 256 355 that is a 69 wrc plus which is the uh not very nice um over those two years uh you look at like his um walk and strikeout rates 27% 27% strikeout rate the last two years compared to 16.6 the previous two years. Uh, 7.7 walk rate the last two years. Uh, 13.8 uh, the, the two years prior. Now, obviously, 2021, just absolutely absolutely torpedoed by injuries. Uh, first, it was shoulder surgery. 
to repair a dislocated shoulder and then breaking his tibia in the first week of the season that wiped out like a third of the year <laughs> that year. He also uh, broke his rib uh, colliding with uh, outfield novice Gavin Lux at the time. Uh, and then he also strained a hamstring whilst trying to avoid getting hit by a pitch. Cody Bellinger absolutely was cursed in 2021. Um, 2022 though, relatively healthy. He played in 144 games batted 550 uh, times he just couldn't really hit um he was well below average still providing really good defense in center field um but yeah just on a on a total level like it just it just wasn't there um now just on the in the simplest terms uh bellinger was non-tendered because he became too expensive through the salary arbitration process and part of this is like by circumstance because the general rule uh, of baseball is players are vastly underpaid before reaching free agency. Um, and they, you know, over, I guess over most of the history of free agency, they sort of make that up on the back end. But like one of the sort of uh, ways how the majors uh, have, have like trended toward ruthless efficiency the last like decade or so, um, a lot of the, the back end paydays are, are disappearing or have disappeared, and it's very hard to get um, made whole after the very cheap uh, younger part of a career. Um, but in Bellinger's case specifically, the circumstances um, were sort of a jackpot situation. Uh, so he was a super two heading into 2020, meaning uh, for all the players with at least two years of service time but not yet three years he was in the top 22% in service time of that group. He basically p- played um, about three weeks shy of three full seasons in, from 2017 to 2019. So that means he gets four years of salary arbitration instead of three. But heading into his first arbitration year, he had just won MVP, 47 home runs, just massive season. So he, in his first year of ARB, he got $11.5 which was a record for someone who was a first-time arbitration-eligible player. And then that sort of set the tone for his, his last three ARB years. So um, he made $17 million in 2022, and he was in line to make somewhere near like $18 million. Uh, that was the MLB trade rumor sort of projection, and you know I've seen it like elsewhere. Others have mentioned around that number. Um, the CBA uh, allows for a maximum of 20% pay cut for players who are under reserve. Um, that, that generally means, uh, everyone with less than six years service time, you know, pre free agency folks, uh, arbitration people also, uh, the zero to three folks, um, who are, you go get uh, much less, but so at a minimum, the Dodgers, uh, would have had to pay Bellinger at least 13.6 million in 2023, um, had they, you know, tendered him a contract because you can't cut him more than 20%. But in reality, going through the arbitration process, nobody really gets a pay cut at all. And, and therein lies the rub w- uh, with him. Like, he was going to get somewhere around $18 million. Like, he had a terrible, like, obviously injury plague season in 2021, but he's, he went from $16.1 million to $17 million still. Uh, so he was getting a raise uh, had he gone through the process. But uh, and the bottom line is no one's uh, they couldn't trade him because uh, the team trading for Bellinger would, you know, they would have had the same choice of 
tendering him a contract and then committing to somewhere near 18 million for him. And no one was really going to pay him that. So Bellinger now, um, can still, you know, resign with the Dodgers would be at a lower rate. Obviously he's a free agent, but they'll have to compete with every other team, uh, for his services. Now, um, Andrew, for what it's worth, Andrew Friedman, um, did not rule that out, uh, on, uh, in a zoom call on Friday night, but, you know, I think he also said uh, it's probably a better question for Bellinger and his team, which includes Scott Boris as his agent. So I think it's unlikely. I believe this move essentially uh, cut the cord uh, for good with Bellinger, although, you know, I could be surprised. But uh, I think he's probably just going to find a, find a home elsewhere, try to sort of uh, make, make good in 2023 on a one-year deal and then sort of parlay that into a – a bigger contract in what would have been his normal free agency offseason anyway. But he's going to have to sort of prove it on the field, and I think he's going to try to go to the best place for him to do that. So, you know, maybe that's in L.A., who knows. But um, I I would say uh, it is a bummer, like, just to to sort of lose Bellinger. He's he's done so much. Even with, the like, the last two years being bad, uh, his six years with the Dodgers I would count as an overwhelming success. Um, he won Rookie of the Year unanimously in 2017 while setting the uh, home run record for rookies. Uh, he won MVP in 2019. He hit 47 home runs, played excellent center field. He's one of only six L.A. Dodgers to win MVP um, and one of only four position players. Um, Maury Will, Steve Garvey, Kurt Gibson were the others. Um, Sandy Koufax and Clayton Kershaw are the pitchers, Dodgers pitchers who've won MVP, uh, L.A. Dodgers that is. Uh, Bellinger was the NLCS MVP in 2018. He literally won a pennant with his seventh inning home run against the Braves in game seven of the 2020 NLCS. And if you uh, forgot, here's Joe Davis making that call. Eighth pitch has been the magic one tonight. This time he hits the ball. That's probably, a, a, I would imagine, Bellinger's best moment as a Dodger. Like, he, he literally won a pennant um, for the Dodgers with that home run. Um, but the irony here is the celebration for that was a leaping forearm bash with Kike Hernandez. And that's what Bellinger dislocated his shoulder on. Now, he had had some issues uh, with the shoulder in previous years. There's a few times when he was playing first base where shoulder popped out and popped back in it kind of the same thing happened here but there was enough damage to where he needed surgery and that just sort of greased the skids for two terrible years um after that so but even after in his like nightmare 2021 season bellinger still had the game-winning rbi single in the ninth inning in game five of the nlds to eliminate the giants in san francisco uh bellinger had the uh home run and uh what was it, game three of the NLDS when the Dodgers were like dead in the water and he sort of, uh, he hit the home run that turned that game around and kept them in the series, at least briefly. Um, I think, you know, even with the last two years, Bellinger was a very good, sometimes excellent Dodger who should be fondly remembered as such. Uh, the last two years be damned. Uh, so yeah, uh, but we'll talk about some other Dodgers news, which was also plentiful over the last two days um, after the break. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Letting Bellinger go uh, was not the only Dodgers move on Friday. They also non-tendered uh, Edwin Rios and Luke Williams. Now, uh, Rios on the surface seems like kind of a surprise just given how relatively well he's done uh, over the course of his four years with the Dodgers. Uh, You might be saying, who is Luke Williams? Uh, I will get to that in a moment. Um, Rios hit 20 home runs in only 291 plate appearances with the Dodgers over those four years. But his last four years were injury plagued. Uh, He had shoulder surgery uh, in May of 2021, basically wiped out roughly five months of his season. Uh, he had a hamstring tear this year that knocked him out for two and a half months. Um, Rios, when he was sent down or when he was on the injured, went on the injured list on, I think it was June 3rd. Um, he, he, he was second on the team with home in home runs at that point. And he was not called up, uh, once his rehab ended in August, he ended up finishing up the year in AAA. So that was kind of a blow. Uh, Andrew Friedman in uh, a zoom call on Friday night, he said Rios fell down the depth chart among the left-handed batters. Now, obviously, Freddie Freeman at first, Max Muncy uh, third, although, you know, obviously he moves around a little bit. They play Rios's two main positions, and Rios is sort of limited defensively to that at best. And, like, 19 of his 20 starts with the Dodgers this year came at DH. Uh, the Dodgers also have lefty bats, uh, uh, James Outman in the outfield, and then Michael Bush, who they added to the 40-man um this week, um, Luke Williams, the aforementioned, uh, was notable only in that the Dodgers just claimed him uh, off waivers from the Marlins 10 days ago, and Williams wasn't even arbitration eligible yet. He still had options, but he also hasn't hit much in the majors in his parts of two seasons. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where they're at. The Dodgers have um, 35 players on the 40-man roster, uh, which at the moment does not yet include Clayton Kershaw. His his one-year deal has not yet been finalized and announced. Announced. We talked about this uh, earlier this week, but um, there was an interview with Walker Bueller with Russell Dorsey of uh, Stadium and uh, uh, Bally Sports, where just it was a just sort of a wide-ranging interview about his rehab and stuff. But it, he mentioned FaceTiming Kershaw when his when news of his deal broke. Uh, Austin Barnes was on Sportsnet LA earlier this week talking about. Clayton Kershaw's return, so I don't think it's any any snag or anything. I think it's just a matter of when they're going to announce that deal. But they're not like up against the forty man roster, so I don't think it's necessarily shenanigans at this point. Um, we'll get the Kershaw deal eventually, and when it happens, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. But uh, another roster move on Friday in a, in a unusually busy day. 
the Dodgers claimed Jake Reed on waivers, off waivers uh, from the Red Sox. It was this is the third time in 17 months. The Dodgers have acquired Reed. Uh, he made his major league debut with them in July 2021. That year he pitched for the Dodgers and Mets. This year he pitched for the Mets, Dodgers, and Orioles. Um, Reed has been claimed off waivers six times in the last 16 months. Uh, it's been quite, quite a ride for him. Uh, he ended the 2022 season with Baltimore. Then uh, in October he was claimed off waivers by the Red Sox. And then when on the day to add players to the 40-man roster for Rule 5 stuff, um, Boston DFA'd him, and that's how he became available. Um, back to Bellinger for a second. Uh, it's it's now, I think, abundantly clear that the Dodgers will be in the market for outfield help. Uh, this is the, the, the current outfielders on the Dodgers 40-man roster are basically uh, Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor and Trace Thompson. Those are the ones with like actual MLB experience, like legitimate MLB experience. Uh, Miguel Vargas, whose position is more hitter than anything. Uh, he's played in 30 games in left field all in 2022. That includes seven games in the majors and 23 in the minors. He has 46 major league innings in left field. Uh, James Outman, obviously impressed in his four-game MLB debut. Those are his only four games in the majors. He's a legitimate outfielder, though, and can probably play all three spots if needed. Um, the Dodgers just added, uh, added uh, Andy Pajes and Johnny DeLuca to their uh, 40-man roster. They're outfielders, um, but they also ended their 2022 seasons in A. So Gavin Lux has made 40 starts in the outfield with the Dodgers, but... Um, they also need him desperately, I would say, to fill out the infield. <laughs> so I don't think he's much of an outfield uh, option. Andrew Friedman on uh, the aforementioned Zoom call Friday uh, said of his outfield, quote, we'll figure it out. Uh, then he added, uh, we have a mix of talent and experience we'll look to, but also we've got a long time between now and spring training, and that will be one of our focuses. So, yeah, that's there's still obviously an entire offseason to sort of address these things, but that's where they're at at the moment. Um, the Dodgers' payroll for competitive balance tax purposes, this is with Kershaw roughly estimated. Again, his deal's not finalized. It's roughly at about $183 million right now. Um, now, the Dodgers have sort of... Uh, alluded to Stan Kasten in an interview with the LA Times, talked about... Uh, potentially um, going under the the $233 million threshold uh, as a way to reset the tax. Uh, it was a possibility, although didn't say that explicitly. Um, Andrew Friedman said more of the same on, on Friday, although it, it wasn't as matter of fact. It was more like they just view the, the luxury tax as an extra cost and they factor that in when making decisions. So I think if something came up to where they would you know, go over the, the tax, they, they would, but I guess it depends on what that is. Um, so we'll see if that that's an issue or not. But um, Justin Turner in an interview over the weekend or uh, earlier this week on AM 570, sort of talking about his situation. He's a free agent because they declined his option. He said uh, he's had discussions with uh, Friedman and Dave Roberts just sort of about, you know, potentially returning. But he also said it might take some time. Uh, I believe, uh, <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but his quote was like, yeah, they're talking about the, you know, the luxury tax and resetting rates. So I, I, it's out there, right? Like that that's definitely a possibility. But we'll see. Uh, again, they have um, 
pretty much all offseason to sort of address these needs. They still need a, a starting pitcher. Uh, I would. They still need, a, I think, an outfielder. I would argue they also need a shortstop. I guess if they get a shortstop, they maybe have less of a need for an outfielder. We'll see. They they got to do something, and we'll see what they do. Um, there, the other news this week, uh, towards the end of the week, um, the two sort of big awards from baseball writers uh, were announced. Uh, Julio Urias finished third in NL Cy Young voting. Um, Sandy Alcantara was the runaway winner. Uh, that was not a surprise. He, he was unanimous. I don't know if that's a surprise, but it was like, okay, that's – Everyone sort of was on the same page there. He had such a large innings gap, and his ERA was close enough to Urias, and uh, just excellent all year. Max Fried uh, narrowly beat out Urias for second. Um, then you had uh, MVP voting. Uh, Freddie Freeman was fourth. Mookie Betts was fifth. Paul Goldschmidt ended up winning. Um, Trey Turner was 11th. Uh, the Dodgers narrowly missed having three players in the top 10 in MVP voting for the first time since 1977. My favorite part of the MVP ballot though, was that Julio Urias finished 14th. He got one vote on 30 ballots and it was third place from Tracy Ringlesby. I love a good outlier. Uh, that's, that's always fun. Um, that's it for the podcast this week. I I wanted to wait till the end of the week to sort of catch up on all the the sort of news as it happens. We I knew it was going to come down to Friday, so here we are. Uh, thanks again for listening. We'll have another episode for you coming next week. It was a very fun uh, Dodgers Rewind. I hope you enjoy it. Um, other than that, we're going to be dark for uh, Thanksgiving week, but we'll be back after that. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, and have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>